At This Is The City, we strive to provide the story of downtown Los Angeles for all of our listeners, but we can't do it without you. If you enjoy our work, please consider donating on our website. It's easy to do via PayPal, and it helps us cover the costs of producing the show. You can also help others discover the show by sharing us on social media or leaving us a review in iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. From downtown Los Angeles, this is The City, a podcast focusing on the politics, art, and culture of Los Angeles. I'm your host, Garen Kelsong. This week, we join the grand opening of the Spring Street Community Garden. The project, spearheaded by community members, seeks to incorporate more ways to bring people together in our neighborhood and enjoy the bounty of the harvest. With support from the Office of Councilmember Wiesar and the Los Angeles Community Garden Council, this dedicated group of residents brought an idea of deliciously tangible benefit into fruition. Gonna make this garden grow. Gonna mulch it deep and low. Gonna make it fertile ground. We heard from organizer Ari Adam about the overall vision and availability of the garden. I appreciate everybody being here and a huge thanks to all of our sponsors whom have already been mentioned. Um, the one thing that I wanted to add was that uh, we view this garden as kind of just a first step towards uh, a larger program of gardens within downtown LA and the various neighborhoods that we uh, abut. So. You know, we'd like to sort of, the way I've been saying it is franchise it, uh, like a McDonald's or a Burger King, um, but sort of emulate our model in other places where there's disused land or um, neighborhoods that could use a little bit more green space, um, especially in neighborhoods where people don't have access to good food. Um, So I think that's a huge priority for us, and we'd like to kind of use you all as um, little minions to spread the word uh, in your own neighborhoods, in your own areas, that if people need support or help, using kind of our template and our model. We would love to hear from them in any way, shape, or form. Um, And secondarily, this garden is open to all of you. Um, I pretty much guarantee you that any time in the afternoon or evenings or on the weekend, there will be somebody here you can talk to and join in and learn something or just get your hands dirty and kind of enjoy the space. And as we continued, we were treated with a quick history of downtown LA from local historian Greg Fisher. So for that, we turned to an 1849 map called Ord Survey. And Lieutenant E.O.C. Ord was the first commissioned map maker for the city of LA by the United States government after the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. Ord started with Calle Principal, which is Main Street, and all the streets went west. Nothing was east because that was the floodplain for the river. Second Street was Spring Street, and which he named for his girlfriend in Santa Barbara, whom he called Mi Primavera, or My Springtime. Has nothing to do with water. <laughs> Third Street was Fort Street, or Calle 14. In the 1880s, everybody in, with a downtown of any value had to have a street called Broadway, so Broadway came and replaced Fort Street. Then you had Calle Loma, which is Hill Street, Calle Acetuna, which is the fruit of the olive tree, And then if you went all the way out to the far west, you had Calle de las Chapulas, or Grasshopper Street. That was one of a series of streets named for Mexican governors of Alta California. This one was named for Governor Jose Maria Figueroa. If you move back toward Olive Street, 
three streets were named for the virtues. The first one was was Faith Street, Caife, later renamed for the flowers you could see on the Elysian Hills. The second one was Hope Street, Calle Esperanza, which stayed. And the last one, Calle Caridad. Nobody wanted to live on charity, so they gave it the preposterous name of Grand Avenue. <laughs> and how do we remember Ord today? If you go to Philippe's at 1001 North Alameda Street, it's on the corner of Ord. So now you will remember he's the one that did the first map. After the speakers finished, I found Marty Berg, also one of the founders of Spring Street Community Garden. So I'm one of the people that helped organize it, one of many people that helped organize it, but uh, a lot of people in the neighborhood had been walking by this space and thinking it would be, it was just a weedy patch in front of Joe's parking. We thought it would be a great place for a community garden. And uh, my wife ha uh, happened to meet Kevin Litwin from Joe's Parking and asked him for the space and he was wildly enthusiastic and he said do it. And he's been very supportive. His only condition was that we include everybody in the community, which is what we wanted to do as well. Then we went to Councilman Huizar's office and we told him what uh, we wanted to do. And uh, he was very excited too, because this is the first community garden in downtown. Councilman Huizar also said, just make sure to include everybody in the community, which again, that was our vision as well. So we were happy to do it. And with the support of Councilman Huizar and Kevin Litwin, and then all these great people in the community who showed up once we started getting the word out that this is what we wanted to do. All these great people showed up who actually knew how to do stuff, how to get stuff done, how to plant things, how, uh, how to build a drip irrigation system. So there were all these skills and really passion for the project out there in the community once we started to kind of stir it. And I, I think there we, what we found was there just was a real hunger in the community to do this kind of project where everybody could get together and work on something together. Downtown has been evolving and this felt like a really important step in that evolution. And when we reached out to the people in Skid Row, they were really excited to be included. And the people who, have, who are the more recent residents were really excited to be working with people from Skid Row on a great project and something that was positive. So if someone was listening and they had an idea, like what would you give them for words of inspiration about you know, being, doing something larger than yourself, something for the community? I mean, I would say, the fir you know, first of all, take the first step. Whatever that first step is, take the first step, do something concrete, and then ask for help. I would say there are people out there that may not have the all the experience, but they've got a piece of the experience, or there are people that are wor out there working on really interesting things. That's the other thing that we found is there were there's a whole urban agriculture movement of people that are growing food in all, neighborhoods all across the city and working on expanding food choices and growing healthy food, learning how to do all these things. So there are a lot of people out there, like in this one area of food, that are already working on different pieces of the of of this experiment and so whatever it is that you uh, whatever your idea is I think that there are people out there that you can go to and get some help and inspiration from and you know we went and talked to this guy Al Renner who is 
the sort of the guiding spirit of the community garden council who's been doing this for years and he just is a, a fountain of information and he's dealt with every issue under the sun and uh it's you know there are people like that all over the city and making those connections that's what really helps build the the project and gives the uh, gives us as this little neighborhood in downtown that has never built a garden before the strength to to do it also in attendance kevin litwin coo of joe's auto parks the owner of the land used for the implementation of the spring street community garden i'm kevin litwin i'm the chief operating officer for joe's parking in an lnr and i know that you guys are a big sponsor big participant in the spring street community garden how do you uh, get involved it was really through councilman uh, weezar uh connection between me and stacy he set up the meeting and uh then stacy actually had me over to dinner her and marty which was a first nobody's ever invited me to dinner to their residence in downtown and uh we just it just came out of conversation uh the garden and as soon as she said garden i knew right away we had this plot of land i was just not doing anything so and what do you think is special about things like this like uh, why you know put in the effort and and, and the changeover well I, it, I mean to me this is probably the best i can do to offer goodwill towards the neighbors and i know there's a lot of a lot of times when cars and alarms are going off and they're in the middle of the night and you know there, there's a lot of probably negative things about the parking and the and the, our location so to be able to actually do something that's fun that's positive and and it's a, it helps out with everybody it's just it, it's a grand slam so why not and your business is a big big player here in the community do you see a future for these kinds of things as far as community involvement what you guys do? oh absolutely we uh, this is uh, just one of many nonprofits which I even sit on boards for um, and everything from you uh, out risk youths to uh, promoting them into uh, higher education and uh, to youth orchestras to American Lung Association you name it where we always try to stay involved we always try to give back the best we can uh, and be a part of the community well thank you so much for giving us a couple minutes man. thank you thank we were also able to connect with James Todd, a D-Lank board member who helped implement the drip irrigation system for the garden. I'm James Todd, resident of the Historic Corps. And you're also a uh, newly elected? Newly elected director for uh, Downtown Neighborhood Council, yeah. And so how did you get involved in the Spring Street Community Garden? Uh, well, I, you know, with a lot of people, I saw there was a banner hanging out here and there was a a garden coming soon and then the banner disappeared so I was kind of like oh no what's gonna happen and so <laughs> I got, actually got to meet Marty as I was walking my dog and he was walking his and we just started talking and um, I just you know I met Ari and uh, we just you know I kept I, I just kept asking hey when are we gonna do this garden <laughs> and uh, so we finally did it what do you think is, a, is important about creating a space like this for the community well, I mean, uh, for me, it's, it, you know, the reason I'm here is obviously, you know, to grow stuff. I like, you know, I love growing things ever since I was a kid. Uh, but I think the most important thing is that we have a space, like many of the speakers said today at this event, you know, about uh, having a space to come together as a community, you know. And I think for downtown, that's existed primarily of bars and of like parties and events and things like that. This is something completely not that, right? It's something that you don't you don't need to buy a beer to come here. You don't need you know, you don't need to do something to come. You just come, right? And hang out, meet people, talk, uh, learn something and, and grow things. And it's you know, what's what's 
that's like the most basic thing that we could all do together is grow food. It's been also a really big focal point of the garden is um, making accessibility for all in our community. I mean, we have a number of people here who have, you know, no income, who have a, a very, uh, you know, very much an a-, a lack of access to regular fresh food, and and more than that, just opportunities to come together with people that they probably normally wouldn't interact with on the streets. So we have we have homeless gardeners that are here. You know that uh, we have low income, we have no income people that, that are here along with the loft dwellers. And so it's also acted as a great equalizer, I think, for all of us to to have a place where we can literally come together and kind of shed all of that, you know, all of those social markers, right, and economic markers that we have and come together around, you know, getting our hands dirty. And it's, it's beautiful, man. It's really, uh, I think this is the kind of model that we want to you know, we, I'm act, I'm actively looking for other places, other pieces of dirt where we can do this kind of same thing, especially in Skid Row. You know, um, but but everywhere, really. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for hanging out, President. Right, thanks, man. More. This is the city. After these messages, Eat Drink Podcast is a great way to get new ideas on what to explore downtown. Check out this quick preview to whet your appetite. Welcome to Eat Drink Podcast. I'm your host, Garen Kelsa, along with Anthony Bejarano. I'm just ready to get my chopsticks in the zone. And we're here at Peking Tavern, which is your amazing restaurant and bar. That's right. Welcome. Thank you so much. I love this place, by the way. We always call this the $10,000 dumpling. Because uh, we actually won $10,000 on a uh, television show. Guys, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I really feel like I can see you two young guys hanging out in Beijing, getting tore up, and now we're going to do the same thing. Cheers! First Sundays is DTLA's Community Brunch, a gathering of residents, friends, and stakeholders for food, drinks, and incredible conversation. For July, we're back with our friends at Redline DTLA celebrating freedom and the American way. It's going to be a firecracker of a party at 131 East 6th Street in downtown L.A. We continue with the grand opening of the Spring Street Community Garden to hear more from the community itself. Those who are planting, participating, and supporting this effort with their time, money, sweat, and hard work. Monica, the owner of Hip Cook's Cooking School in downtown LA, shared with us the importance of food and community in living a nice life. Hey, I'm Monica, and I am the owner of Hip Cook's Cooking School in downtown Los Angeles. So how did you get involved with the Spring Street Community Garden? Well, one of our teachers is an active participant in the formation of this garden, so um, so that was an easy connect. And then what do you think is important about things like this for communities? <laughs> oh, goodness. It's kind of a big question. Yeah, yeah that's a huge <laughs> question. I mean, you know, obviously food is what sustains all of us in, in, the, in the simplest way, but also in the in, in in very profound ways. Food certainly sustains my business. It's what it's about, really. But um, Hip Cooks itself isn't isn't just a cooking school. For me, it's always been community and bringing community together. So we enjoy food in its purest form. So uh, like I said earlier, if you caught it, um, we ban measuring implements. We ban recipes. It's all about a celebration of ingredients. And when you do that, you can really kind of make the food sing, and then your heart sing 
things and your body vibrates on a higher frequency I mean you know and but it, it, it all starts you know I I'm so tempted to like use all kinds of bad puns but it but it all starts with like you know a seed a, you know a seed within a seed from the garden you that nourishes us you know it's you all cherish it's, it and make yeah, it grow exactly yeah, just keep running with puns it's all <laughs> no, good. No, right? that was going to be my speech until I came out with like this kind of like very sensual speech <laughs> about preparing food for people yeah. but it's something that you see you know when you've when you've got a dish that really that really sings but is made up of healthy ingredients that are like a feast for the eyes and a feast for the senses it not only you know opens us up with passion and vitality but it nourishes us and that's what kind of makes a convivial table like that kind of is really what brings people together so that's what that's what we're really inspired by this is this is what sustains us and we in turn you know it's it's our responsibility to propagate that circle of life canard a dtla resident with gardening experience was happy to recreate the connections and feelings he gets from the practice in his urban life uh, my name is canard morris i'm uh, born and raised socal uh, originally from the san gabriel valley moved out to downtown about five years ago uh, when I moved to downtown, I thought I have to give up my garden. I had a garden in, in Azusa where I was staying uh, for several years. And so I, I just said it was a trade-off. Okay, I'm going to move to L.A. and I'm not going to get a garden. Uh, the early part of the year, an ad came up about a community garden happening. And I instantly put my name on the list, um, won a plot, and uh, came out and started uh, shoveling dirt. So what are you going to grow? I'm actually... Uh, I'm actually fully planted just about uh, so I've got okra uh, hot peppers tomatoes various herbs um, lettuce collard greens uh, quite a few things some things uh, my family's history is from the south so doing some things that my grandmother would have planted I even wrote on the side of my bed for Maddie as my grandmother's name was Maddie and she was the one that kind of introduced me to gardening and even like the urban garden idea so since you, you moved here and you've been able to reinvent that part of your life like what does that mean for you about this community and moving forward? I, I've always loved the downtown community when I first started coming out here for art walks probably seven years ago and I saw that there was actually life happening in downtown um, I said oh this looks like an interesting place to move or an interesting place to be and five years ago when the opportunity came up I kind of I said you know downtown looks like a good spot I moved here and I've loved it ever since what this is 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 kind of reconnecting me to to my uh, Midwestern Southern roots um, and reconnecting me with just kind of getting my hands dirty again and being able to plant and grow and and uh, and it assists my uh, cooking as well because I also I dabble a bit so having my my choice of fresh herbs is kind of fun well, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Benjamin is a longtime DTLA resident and parent who shared with us his view of how the garden stands to affect the community. Benjamin Pazillo. And uh, what's your involvement with the garden here? We have one of the individual planters, we meaning my wife Erica and I. We put in for the lottery and won one of the you know, uh, opportunities to participate in the garden. We've been downtown residents for 10 years. I can remember walking past this area many times uh, and certainly nothing as uh, 
productive or fruitful as this. Yeah, and that's one of the things too that, you know, being a downtown, downtown resident, this was kind of like just an empty plot. So what did you guys end up putting in? We have planted strawberries, we've planted tomatoes, we've planted peppers, we're going to try to grow lettuce, broccoli, and some beans. We already have a couple strawberry fruits. They're still green, but they're there. And uh, we'll see what takes the best and probably uh, repeat whatever actually, you know, uh, keeps working. <laughs> so what do you think is, is great about, you know, changing a place of a plot of land like this into a community garden? I think it really just is a great way to show people what downtown Los Angeles has become. It's no longer a matter of what it's becoming. It's been this way for a long time, but this is a really wonderful cross-section of people from all over downtown, all four corners, and it's a wonderful way to get to know people that you probably pass on the street in the past and may not have ever talked to, but in this context, you're now, you know, neighbors and you're now... Uh, working on a communal project you know we'd had work we had volunteer work days where we moved uh, literally a ton of dirt actually probably two tons of dirt and it was just wonderful to see people who again you know might not normally mix together uh, working towards a common goal and and that's what the wonderful part about it is beautiful man thanks so much for building the community again. Oh, well hey uh, thank you with the whole place of buzz, I came across one of the most excited gardeners I've seen, and graciously she granted me an interview. Well, what is your name? Ilani. And Ilani, what are you doing out here in this garden? I am planting. And what are you planting? I am planting lettuce and herbs. That sounds really delicious. Well, how did you get into involved? Uh, my mom involved me in this whole thing. And are you thankful for it? Yes. What's, what do you think your favorite part is? My favorite part is when we're going to see the new plants grow. And then you get to eat them, right? Mm, I'm not going to eat it. You're not going to eat it? You don't like vegetables? Mm-mm. What? What kind of kid doesn't like vegetables? Not a big fan. <laughs> is there any kind of vegetable you like? Not carrots? Not no! <laughs> all right, all right. Fair enough. Well, if you could plant anything else that you want, like next season, do you think you could plant something different? Strawberries. Oh, yeah. But you would eat those, though, right? No. You still don't eat strawberries, either? With powdered sugar. To round out the day, we caught up with a familiar voice on this show, Councilmember Wiesar himself. Thank you so much. Thank you. As you mentioned, this could be a great thing for communities, not just in downtown, yeah. but all over Los Angeles. What do you think was the impetus for your office to get involved? Everyone said that you guys are a big part of this. <laughs> yeah. Well, we uh, when we heard the idea, um, we were excited about the possibility to get more green to downtown LA. And knowing that many of the people who live in downtown don't have front yards or backyards to have the opportunity to garden, we said, why not provide that opportunity? We have a willing uh, property owner, and we also have... Uh, you know, people who are excited and interested. I think the energy that we saw, we saw the opportunity to invest in it, just like uh, we would invest in anything that we think is going to be successful. And so the investment has paid off. You look around here, you see the different breads. You already see the, the plants coming out. Uh, so many people here talking and socializing. This is a huge success. So, you know, the $10,000 were well worth it. And we hope other uh, excited downtown residents step up. And here we were able to identify a willing property owner that had this plot of land. 
uh, that wanted to work with us. Um, and so instead of having some ugly dead space here that people walk by and wonder what's there and you know now you have a lot of greenery and and you know it, it's good for the environment it's it's good for healthy eating uh, lifestyles it's good for community uh, the investment was well worth it so and I'm glad you touched on that point about healthy eating lifestyles because yeah. some of our compatriots in South LA live in food deserts yeah. and we talked about using some of those spaces in the city any plans to bring some of your other fellow council members <laughs> down here and show them what we can do well what I want to do is show that this is uh, an example of what's possible and so eventually as this continues to move forward I'm going to uh, invite other council members to see that you know small investment can go a long way but it's important to get the partnerships that work here we had a group of residents who were very interested motivated we had a property owner that was willing to work with us sometimes you know property owners get concerned about insurance and liability here we were able to you know work that out with a, a very cooperative property owner but eventually you can see that uh, uh, we're going to show other council members and the city that a small investment can go a long way to promote uh, more community gardens. Well, thank you so much, man. Thank, thank you. Up. Thanks. All right. A time to sow. A time to rent. A time to know. To be a friend. A, a time, time to cast away stones. A time to gather. Thanks to all the guests for joining us and celebrating this fantastic new addition to the neighborhood. We look forward to seeing you there getting your hands dirty. Everything turn, turn, turn. And there is a season. This is the city is looking for underwriting. If you're a service professional or business looking to reach our diverse and growing audience in downtown and beyond, contact us at thisisthecity.net or thisisthecitypodcast at gmail.com. Well, that's it this time around. Join us again for more of the politics, art, and culture that make Los Angeles. And be sure to check out all the other shows in the This Is The City Network on our website, thisisthecity.net. This Is The City is written and produced by me, Garen Kelsall, and my partner, Jonas Sosnowski. Our theme music is by Taj Simmons. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. We're on Twitter at This Is The City LA or on Facebook at facebook.com slash thisisthecity. Send us a message or leave a comment. Let us know what you think and what you want to hear on upcoming episodes. Until next time, be well.